Hello, and welcome to Talkin' Tales, where we share stories about our animal companions, their unique personalities, their zany antics, and the heartbreak of saying goodbye. I'm your host, Paul Barnett. Today we have the story of two long-time ferret friends. The day was February 4th, 2017. I had just recently lost my ferret Peter when his heart stopped during a CT scan. That left me with only one male ferret, Milo, who was just over three years old and quite active. Milo enjoyed playing with his sisters, but he needed another brother. He got two of them when I adopted two male ferrets who were about a year old at the time. Their names were Benson and Rigby. For the first time, I had three male ferrets at once. Benson was a large silver and white ferret with a white stripe on his head and dark lines under his eyes that made it look like he was wearing eyeliner. I often referred to him as Benson with the pretty eyes. He wasn't deaf, but had the look of a ferret with Wardenberg syndrome. His brother Rigby was a big handsome sable ferret with a dark nose, similar in appearance to his new brother Milo, but a bit larger. They were both quite playful and quickly made friends with their new brother and sisters. I did not name them, but they were named after two of the characters in the animated series called Regular Show, which I later watched while they were playing around me. With their adoption, my ferret business now consisted of Smidget, Pretzel, Pixel, Piper, Milo, Rigby, Benson, and Haiku, though, as I covered in episode 11, Haiku would not be with us for much longer. They each made new friends, but still enjoyed a good wrestling match with each other, and at the end of the evening, when they had worn themselves out, they'd crawl into the same bed and snuggle up together often soon joined by one or two of their sisters. Together, they welcomed many new family members in the ensuing years, and, of course, we said goodbye to many as well. Haiku, barely a month later in 2017, and Piper, later that fall. Every new family member became a new friend, a new playmate, and a new cuddle buddy. Baby Xerxes, young Mr. Seven, Dodger, Ace, Rhea, two more Milos, and others. Life was busy for these two, between playing, enjoying regular soupies, and of course napping in a cuddle pile. I snapped many casual pictures, and some videos of them. One of my favorites is what I called And Benson on Bongos, where he was asleep on his back with his paws in the air. Every few seconds, he would flick one of his paws, and then after a while, he burst into a flurry of paw flicks, as if he was playing the bongo drums. They also posed for many holiday pictures. They looked so handsome in their top hats and ties, and they mostly held still for a few seconds at least. In the fall of 2019, we found a lump under the skin on Benson's neck. He was diagnosed with cancer. I discussed treatment options with an animal oncologist. Some of the options were immediately taken off the table. For example, one option would mean that Benson would need to be isolated from other ferrets for the rest of his life. That 
would be devastating to Benson. Another option that was discussed was a new immunotherapy treatment, but this was tabled for a few reasons, including that it had never been used on ferrets before and required a large tumor sample from Benson, a sample that we did not have and could not get. That treatment would later help his brother Ace and ultimately save his sister Kyra's life. Both of their stories are covered in previous episodes of this podcast. We decided on surgery and short-term chemotherapy. Benson had surgery to remove the tumor from his neck. The operation was completed without incident, but in late 2019, during Christmas photos, we found a new mass on the side of his neck. That tumor was also removed without incident, and it was sent to a lab for analysis. While Benson recovered from the surgery, the lab results indicated that this tumor was not the primary tumor, that it had metastasized from elsewhere. We did further tests, but were unable to locate the source of the cancer. Benson had several chemotherapy treatments. That meant he had to be isolated from his siblings, but only for a day or two after each treatment, and he only needed a handful of treatments. It was now early 2020, and given that we weren't able to find any other tumors or the source of the cancer, I thought that this would be a losing battle, and I prepared myself to expect to have to say goodbye to Benson before the year was over. I'm happy to say that the lab results turned out to be inaccurate. Benson never had another fight with cancer. Three years later, he did require some medication for common ferret conditions like insulinoma, and he got a supplement for his heart. But in general, he was a very healthy ferret. He continued to enjoy his playtime, his soupies, and of course, snuggling with Rigby and his other siblings. As the years passed, he slowed down a bit, opting for light wrestling matches and exploring over intense wrestling matches and wild jumps. Speaking of wild jumps, I have a picture of Benson that I took with a higher-end camera, not because I was planning to take a picture of him, but because I had the camera in my hand when Benson surprised me by jumping into my hand. There were several other points where I took pictures of him, and he jumped at the camera. Benson enjoyed a good long life, but those of us with ferrets always wish it could be longer. As I noted in episode 11, the loss of Benson's little brother Xerxes on June 7th, 2023, was not the only loss for that month. Just nine days after Xerxes passed unexpectedly, Benson passed quietly in his sleep at almost seven and a half years old. Rigby wasn't quite as much of a daredevil as Benson. Oh, he loved to play but he would chase his brothers and sisters and enjoy being chased. He would climb through tubes and crawl under blankets, but he wasn't one to make a daring leap from one piece of furniture to the other like Benson would, nor did he like to climb up high. He was a little more laid back than Benson and tolerated the antics of any sibling who played more excitedly, like Champagne Milo, who in his younger years 
was extremely active and always wanted to play with everyone, whether they were in the mood or not. When it came time to get dressed up for pictures, Rigby would hold still longer and pose for the camera, whereas Benson would hold still for a few seconds, then fling off his hat and try to squirm out of position. If you picked Rigby up, he'd enjoy a cuddle in your arms and a tummy rub. I suppose you could say Rigby was a little more reserved than Benson, or perhaps he was just conserving energy. Even as Rigby aged, he continued to have the same playfulness. When he was more than six years old, he still played the way he did when he was two. He had some new younger and more active brothers, like Omni and Brendan, and he enjoyed playtime with them. Rigby wasn't one to make a mess, but if someone else flipped the dog bed onto the floor, he'd happily snuggle up in it with a few of his siblings. In late 2022, during a routine exam, Rigby's doctor discovered a tumor on his liver. We started him on supplements and medications right away. Surgery was not advisable, as Rigby was now about seven years old, which could make for a longer recovery if he made it through surgery. Rigby was already on some medication for insulinoma and had been doing well, continuing to be active during playtime. As the months passed after his diagnosis, the tumor did not appear to be growing in any discernible way, but Rigby was showing other common signs of aging. We had to increase his medication dosage for insulinoma. His fur was thinning. His face was beginning to show his age. He was still my Rigby, though, and he still loved a good crawl through a tube or a cuddle. He had also welcomed some new family members and had clearly bonded with his new sister Greta who enjoyed sharing her hammock with him. All seemed as well as could be expected, until about August 13th, 2023. That evening, when I went to give Rigby his medications, something was off about him. He wasn't able to hold his head up straight. He was eating enthusiastically, though, and after eating, he was much better. That was just the first sign of things to come, though. Two days later, the same thing happened again, but this time he also had no appetite, even for a nice fresh warm bowl of soupies. This did not appear to be an insulinoma crash, and I was unable to syringe feed him, which can sometimes help a ferret who might be weak or not feeling well. I contacted his doctor, as I suspected Rigby might have had a stroke, and we might be at an end. I took Rigby in for an emergency appointment and, suspecting the worst, took a few of his closest friends with him. Choosing which friends was a challenge, for Rigby loved everyone, and everyone loved Rigby. Unfortunately, it wasn't possible to bring my entire animal family, but I brought a couple of those who knew him the longest, his little brother Seven and his little sister Twixel and his current favorite cuddle buddy, Greta. The doctor examined Rigby and observed that the left side of his body was unresponsive to stimuli. It appeared Rigby either had a stroke or a brain lesion that was bleeding. There was nothing we could do for him. We were indeed 
at an end. Just before 1 p.m. on August 15, 2023, at about seven and a half years old, and with his closest friends at his side, we helped Rigby out of his failing body. He is now reunited at the Rainbow Bridge with Benson and many who preceded him, Xerxes, Buttons, Roxy, Dodger, Ace, Rhea, Willow, Summer, Tara, Anya, Pixel, Pretzel, Peter, Piper, Haiku, Three Milos, and more. I'm sure they all gave him a warm welcome. Until we meet again, boys, it was such a pleasure to know you for so long and enjoy your cuddles and antics. If you'd like to share a story about a special pet, visit us at TalkinTalesPodcast.com or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TalkinTales. Stories are pre-recorded, so you don't have to worry about being live on the air. And if you'd prefer to write your story, I'm happy to read it for you. Again, please get in touch via TalkinTalesPodcast.com or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TalkinTales. That's T-A-L-K-I-N-T-A-I-L-S. If you run a rescue or a shelter, or know someone who does, please have them get in touch so we can feature them on an upcoming episode. If you'd like to support the show, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash talkandtales. No matter what podcast app you choose, please take a moment to rate and review the show and share it with a friend. It helps us find new listeners, which means we can bring you more stories. <laughs>